God, we thank you so much for always being there for us. God, in every trial and every test, Lord, you've always been there. God, every time that we have cast our cares upon your shoulders, Father, you've taken care of it all. God, I just pray that we as a people never feel lonely. God, let us be overwhelmed by your presence. Let us sense that you're holding us, Father, in your hand. In all of this mess, God, you've got perfect order for your plan. In all of this chaos, God, you give us peace. Father, we rest upon not our own understanding, God, but we trust in you. Be with us, Lord, and see it through, God. See us through, Jesus. Come on, if somebody in here needs to testify, give them a little shout, a hand raise, or a clap offering of praise, because God has never left you. That you can think time and time again where God has just pulled you through those trials and those tests and those hard times of life. And sometimes it was until the end when you look back and you said, wow, God, you were always there. Your hand was always on me, God. Praise the Lord for his goodness. Praise the Lord for his presence. This evening I want to give a word of encouragement in this season. Pastor, if you want to go ahead and pull up this scripture, if you have your Bibles, turn here with me. I have a couple of scriptures tonight to share. And many of you are going to recognize them and praise praise the Lord that you recognize them because you heard them before. And guess what? We need to hear the living word again and again and again. But tonight, God has put a, a message on my heart and uh, I want to encourage everyone and I want to lift people up. And I think uh, just as Hebrews will actually be turning there later, but Hebrews says that in the as the last days approach, let us lift one each, each other up. Let us stir each other up. Let us encourage each other. So tonight, I want to encourage you uh, during this time. Uh, so if you want to turn with me to Joshua, uh, the first chapter. And uh, Pastor, we're going to be going through the first nine verses there of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, we'll read verse 1 through 9. Um, Pastor, I'm going to be in the New King James Version, uh, if you want to have that one pulled up. I'm sorry I didn't get those to you beforehand. Um, But tonight, uh, it was kind of, uh, uh, I love how God teaches us things. I love how he, um, uh, sometimes he has a little bit of humor with the things that he's showing us. Um, But if you notice tonight, we kind of had some, I guess, the skeleton crew for the worship team, man. And tonight I'm going to be preaching on loneliness. So I was like, I was getting this message from the Lord uh, throughout the week. And then I get to today and and my drummer and my other keyboard player and my bass, they all can't come. And I'm like, oh, thank the Lord for two or three are gathered. Amen. Because he's still there. Praise God. He is with us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're going to look at Joshua chapter 1 in the first nine verses here. Uh, if, you've th- if you're there with me, say amen. amen. The scripture says this. 
After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you as I said to Moses. Boy, that's a word right there. Every place that the sole of your foot tread upon, I have given to you. Let me just pause there for a moment. Church, you are children, you are sons and daughters of the living God. Everywhere that you walk, your king reigns. So every place that the sole of your foot touches, God has given you. So may sin be drove out every time that you walk in the room because the presence of the Lord is with you. Everywhere the sole of your foot touches, he has given to you. Praise God. Verse 4. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, come on, these are the sinners. God's already preparing the land in the sinner's land. He's saying, I'm going to give that to you. There's fields that haven't been plowed. There's houses that haven't been lived in yet. I'm taking you to that place. But he says, I'm going to take you to all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For, this, for to this people you shall divide an inheritance, uh, the land uh, which I swore to their fathers to give them, only be strong and very and courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Come on, before I even get to preaching, just give a, give a clap offering of praise for the word. Thank you, God, for your word. Jesus. I want to talk today about loneliness. Church, I wanted to preach so bad on something Christmas-related and something, you know, with the birth of Jesus. And But let me tell you, God, God, if he gives you a message, you got to share it, okay? But I 100% I believe this, is that he gave me this message of loneliness because this, in the holiday season, can be one of the most lonely times for people. Anybody who can give me a raised hand of support here to say that you can be lonely and still be surrounded by a bunch of people. 
You can be in a house full of people. You can have family beside you. You can be, uh, you know, around friends, family, but you can still feel lonely. And I want to speak against this tonight because too many times I think the enemy entraps God's children to feel lonely, to feel without God and without the church body. And then what does that lead to? A lot of times we find in our lonely places we'll find temptation that comes. In our lonely places we'll find that we lose trust in others, that we lose trust in the Lord. That Let me tell you, if you don't have trust, you're going to be in some lonely places. If you don't trust in the Lord, you're going to be in some lonely places. If you don't trust, let me say this, in a marriage, husband and wives, if you don't trust your spouse, you are going to be in a lonely marriage. If you don't trust your friends and family, if you don't have an intimate relationship with them, then you're going to be in a lonely place. There is such a spirit of loneliness that the enemy has tried to ensnare on us. And I, I'm, I'm preaching uh, to everybody watching this too. This is absolutely because um, on social media and this world that we live in, how superficial is all this stuff that we see all the time? Man, there is just this somehow, this, there's just this imaginary world out there where everybody is doing these awesome things. They've got smiles on their faces. And if you look at my news feed, it seems like everybody's killing a big deer like every day. And I'm not getting anything. Can you believe that? But it's this superficial world, but what we don't see is past that smiling profile picture, there's a person who is lonely, who is looking for an intimate relationship, who is maybe seeking the love of God, or seeking companionship from others. So may we not have such superficial relationships. Let me tell you, God recognized that in Genesis that man should not be lonely. Man should not be alone. Okay, God has called us to be a people who are intimate, who, who have a personal relationship first with God and also an intimate relationship with others. We are not supposed to be lonely. So I'm speaking against this, this loneliness, and, I, and in this scripture, there's several times here that God uh, tells uh, Joshua and reminds the people of Israel that he will be with them. He will be with them, just as I was with Moses. You know, uh, wherever you go, I will be with you. He reminds them again and again, I will be with you. Why? Because he doesn't want them to take on that spirit of loneliness. He wants, they want, he wants them to know that he is holding them in his hand, that he loves them, that he cares for them, that he'll never leave them nor forsake them, that he'll always be with them. So church, let me tell you, there, there, is, there is something right here that I want everybody watching this and everybody in this room. And this is, a simple, this is a simple phrase, but I want you to know it in your heart. This phrase, God is with you. God is with you. I'm going to say it again, God. My God, Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, the King of Kings, the Alpha, the Omega, He is with you. I know that's a simple phrase, but when you know it in your heart, your heart begins to jump. 
Because you realize your creator, the one who speaks things into the existence, the one who loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you, the awesome, most powerful God, the Lord Most High, is with you. Praise the Lord that he is with me. So never let the enemy make you feel alone. God is with you. I, wrote, I just wrote down scriptures here because these are just scriptures that, man, you need to put them, put them in your pocket. Hold on to them for that spirit of loneliness. And you, just, you tell the devil every time he tries to poke up loneliness to you. Isaiah 43, 1 through 2 says, But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Praise the Lord, I belong to him. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame kindle upon you. Psalm 68, 5 and 6 says, A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. Praise the Lord. Romans 8, 38 and 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor the present nor the future nor any powers neither height nor death nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God is with you. He has called you by your name. You are special to him. He will not leave you nor forsake you. God is with you. There's a song out right now that, uh, man, it's just been in my head all the time. Uh, Zach Williams, and uh, I think Dolly does it with them, actually. He's the, she's the harmony on it. But it's called, There Was Jesus. Man, and I love that song because that song tells me, it just reminds me and says, listen, in the valley, in that struggle, there was Jesus. On the mountain, in that celebration, there was Jesus. In a trial, there was Jesus. In success, in prosperity, there was Jesus. There was Jesus. There was Jesus. Church, begin to, begin, I just want you to think about every time that God has been with you. There was Jesus. And you think about another instance and you say that phrase again. There was Jesus. There was Jesus. There was Jesus. I told myself I wasn't going to testify this tonight, but I'm going to go ahead and testify because it's in my mind that I'm thinking there was Jesus. Me and my wife got some really good news here. And I'm going to testify probably over and over again for the next few years. But we got some news. And if y'all saw on Facebook, we found out on Friday it's going to be a baby boy. We're going to be having a baby. Praise the Lord. But I want to tell you a little bit of the backstory. Maybe whenever this baby boy is birthed into this world, uh, I'll give you even more. But let me tell you some backstory. Because before we got that positive pregnancy test, there were 17 long months that I can remember of me praying for that little boy or that little girl to come. 
And I was wondering, God, why is it not happening? 17 long months, that's a long time. But I look back right now, and that first month, there was Jesus. In that second month, there was Jesus. In that 15th, that 16th, that 17th, there was Jesus. There was Jesus. Come on, in that day, if you don't believe in the power of God, let me tell you something. On that day that we got our first pregnancy test, my brother Calvin Preston, he's not even here tonight, but I'm going to pick on him. He come up to me sensitive to the Holy Ghost, told me that day that no matter what you have heard, Noah, what doctors have said, whatever, you all are going to have a child. And that was the day that we found out that we were pregnant. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There was Jesus. Think about those times in your life. Boy, those times where you were praying like that for 17 months. You think about that comfort that you needed during that time. Where it seemed like chaos. When it seemed like you couldn't get anything right, maybe. You just didn't really have that courage that this scripture is talking about. Oh, but there was Jesus. There was Jesus holding you. There was Jesus teaching you the right things. There was Jesus loving you every step of the way. There was Jesus giving you peace. There was Jesus giving you love. There was Jesus giving you comfort. There was Jesus. Praise God. He is with you. Church, we sang that song tonight. There's a reason why we sang that song that I am not alone because I want God's people to understand that. In this trial, what we're going through as a church and nation and in your own household, God is with you and you are not alone in this. You're not trying to figure this thing out on your own understanding. Dads, you're not trying to muster up the manhood to be the strong one of your family. No, you're showing your family the way to Jesus. You are the priests of your household. Mama, you don't have to hold your family with all the glue that you can do. No, you can lean on Jesus during this. Those of you that are having a struggle, maybe at work, maybe you've had some, uh, my brother Justin, or, uh, Jason here been working 18 days and he's only going to have one day off. You're going to have those struggles, but let me tell you something. You are not alone in that, Jason. Every day that you show up to work, God is with you. Every time that you are driving in your car, God is with you. Every time that you're in your household and you're wondering how we're going to pay these bills or God, what comes next? There, God is with you and you are not alone. So every time, every trial that you go through, depend upon Him. Trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge in Him and He will direct your paths. Praise God. that's a promise that I'm going to keep. Praise the Lord. I'm going to keep it in my pocket. I'm going to pull it out every day. Say, God, I'm depending on that promise. Praise the Lord that you're with me. I'm not alone in this. Now I want to turn now to Hebrews chapter 10. Pastor, if you can pull up Hebrews 10, if you want to turn with me there in your Bibles. You had sermon 1. Now I'm going to get you sermon 2. 
I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 10. I want you to look at verse 23 through 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 through 25. The scripture says this. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. So much more as you see the day approaching. I believe the writer of Hebrews, I believe it's Paul here, but he's talking about, listen, as we get closer to that day, we need to be exhorting, we need to be lifting each other up, we need to be encouraging each other, we need to be holding fast to the hope because we know that He is faithful, that God is faithful, but yet we need to stir each other up in love and for good works, that we need to encourage each other. It's almost like, Paul here was kind of getting a revelation that as the day begins to approach that there was going to be a spirit of loneliness hit the church. And he was saying, listen, as the day gets closer and closer, you need to be stirring each other up all the more. You need to be loving each other up all the more, exhorting and, and, and encouraging other for love and for good works all the more as that day approaches. So this other thing I want to talk about is while we are not alone, we are not separated from the love of God, we have that connection with God. Church, I want to tell you this. During this time, we need to be connected with each other. We need to be connected with each other. I'm going to say it again. We need to be connected with each other. God's people should not be like the rest of the world and just have superficial relationships where I'm your friend on Facebook and when I don't like you, I block you. No, that's not what it's about. God's people need to be in a, an intimate relationship with each other where you trust one another. I believe God's body should be in such a way and so, so tightly formed together that uh, just as the body works together, everything that moves and breathes in the body of Christ, that it all works together that you know what as far as to say whenever you hurt I hurt and when you rejoice I rejoice and let me tell you something when you need help I'm going to be there to help you when you need love I'm going to be there to love you I'm going to point you to the way of Jesus whenever you need some edification in your life whenever you need love I'm going to be there I'm not going to block you on Facebook I'm not just going to like put you out you know what Oh, church, come on, that'll preach. That's just like the prodigal son's brother, right? Whenever the prodigal son came back home and then the father was loving on him and glorified. But what did the brother to the prodigal do? Puffed up his chest and he didn't want any part of that. Let us not be church people that just think about the religious side of things. And when others screw up and when others mess up and they run back to God, let us not push them away, but let, them, let us open arms, accept them just as God the Father accepts them in. Let us love one another and stir each other up into good works. 
Let us be connected. Church is not about church. And, and when, we, when we say here too, I want to I make some uh, 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 ex- example here. I want to talk about this scripture where it says, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves. Church, let me tell you, the, the words here, this is like the gathering. This is getting together. This too many times is argumentative of the church building. Let's, let me tell you, that you can study about ecclesia and like the, the governing body of the church, but this was not what it was about. This was just gathering together, staying connected, all right? Church is not about, you know, how in kindergarten you got a gold star for coming to class, okay? We don't, we don't have an attendance sheet on the back where you put up a gold star every time you walk into this room. God has not called you to come into a building, but God has called you to be the church. Be the church. So in being the church, we need to be connected with one another. We need to be engaged with one another. Even, I look at scriptures like, uh, uh, like with Paul, man, when Paul was even in prison, he was separated from the church, but what was he doing? He was writing letters while he's in prison. He was still connected with the body. Even if we are separated, even if we are in different places, we can still connect with one another. Whether that be through prayer, maybe that's a phone call, maybe that's a text, maybe that's just, you know what, showing up to the person's house and just singing uh, songs on the outside. Doing some uh, Christmas caroling or something. Whatever you got to do to encourage one another, let it be done. So much more as we see the day approaching. When you come into this house, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a little commercial break. But when you come into this house, it's not it's not a um, like I was saying. We don't keep it. You know, keep your attendance sheet. We don't. Uh, it's not for a club of some sort. And this body, I don't want you, I don't want people to even come, uh, except for non you know non-believers to say I want to come to this house because I want to worship. I want you to come to this house because you have been worshiping. I don't want you just to come into this house because you want to hear word. I want you to come in this house because you've been reading word. I don't want you just come to this house because you want to pray. I want you to come to this house because you've been praying. I believe the gathering that we have in this room is not just something that's like, you know, check mark the task. I want to receive, 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 receive. No, everybody in here has a has a thread to be woven in this tapestry of worship every time that we come into this room. Let me tell you, it's not the it's not just the worship team, it's not just pastor, it's not the it's not the teachers and classes, whatever's going on, it's not them. It's everybody coming together. It's all the body coming together. We come to celebrate the word of God. We come to edify one another. We come to worship together. But let this not just be let this not be the only place that you do it. Cuz you're going to get real weak and you're going to get lonely throughout the week. If we begin to dive into that type of worship word and relationship with God what happens is like I'm going I'm to talk about just like a little fire starting in you so what happens is like you start burning a little bit for the Lord and you and your spouse your family y'all worshiping the Lord you're reading God's word something happens then and, and, and there's these services that go by that man you can just feel it because there's something happening at home. There's something happening. There was hearts ready beforehand. And then it's like, because a little fire started in you and started in your family, 
and there's a fire over here that started in this family and in this person and, and in this spouse and, and this, this marriage and this family here. There was a little fire that started here. Then what happens is when we gather together, we all start begin to burn, and it's like a big brush fire up in here. And that's the scripture. Man, I don't even know if I got that. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 14, 24 through 25 says, But if an unbeliever or an inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, they are convicted of sin, and they are brought under judgment by all, as the secrets of their hearts are laid bare, so they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. There's something about it when we start to live this way when we're the church not just on Sunday but we're the church on Monday too and we're worshiping and praying and reading and when we come together there's just like this fire this burning this brush fire that comes up and everybody who's a non-believer that comes into that presence they realize their the secrets of their hearts are revealed to them and they say surely God is among you Let me remind you about the three Hebrew children that was in the fire. It wasn't until that fire that they saw the fourth man that was in there. Church, when we begin to burn, when we begin even in a, in a tough trial situation, when we begin to burn in that way, when there's a trial and a test going on, people on the outside begin to see the fourth man in there they begin to see the son of god they begin to see jesus in us i told pastor a while back it's so easy it's so easy to overlook your witness when everything is going right it's so easy to overlook the the love and and the things that you're doing when everything is just peachy but when it seems like the world is burning around you and yet you still walk with the Lord. And there's a peace about you. The, the, those on the outside begin to see the fourth man that's in that fire. They begin to see Jesus Christ in you. That's the time that they begin to see that love of the Father. They begin to see those good things that come only from God. So may we be a a church that is not just the church on Sunday, but we're the church on Monday too. That every day we, we connect with one another. We're connected with God and we're connected with one another. And in a time such, such as this, as we see the day approaching, may we stir each other up. Encourage each other and love for good works. May we be the church. Church, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you on this. I want you to go from this place and I want you to begin to first connect with God. Know that you are not alone in this. Know that God is always there with you. He is right beside you. You are not going to have to lean on your own understanding or your own, own strength in all this. God is with you. Connect with God in that way. But I also want you to begin to connect with the church. Just as I was saying before, send out a phone call. Send out a, a text. You know, tell somebody that you're praying for them. Tell them that you love them. Guys, this is in such an important time. 
There's people going through loneliness and depression and anxiety. And the enemy's just trying to make them feel all alone. Reach out to them. And it's in all of this chaos, I think that there is going to be a platform for God's love to just be shown like crazy. That as we connect with him, we connect with our fellow believers, we're going to reach the world like never before. And that's when I think that God is going to send his outpouring of his spirit and it's going to be awesome. So, Miss Lee, if you want to come on up, I just want you to play a little bit. Church, if you'll stand with me. I want you just to begin to, in your own heart, maybe you need to worship, maybe you need to pray. But I just want you to begin to connect with the Lord. Magnify His name. Tell Him how good He is. Tell Him how thankful you are for always being there for you. Know in your heart that He's always going to be there. Yes, He was there on that day and this day and today. And He's going to be with you tomorrow and the next day and the next day. 